0: CM in 3D. Good day to you, valued listener. If you're new, welcome. Thank you for joining us in this podcast about classic contemporary Christian music from the 10 years, amazing 10 years, 1985 to 1995. And we've got myself, Dan. And I'm, I'm Russ Mullet. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> and you look very nice today. Thank West you. Up. Yes, I do. Uh, and this is Dave. I have no longer have a mullet, so
2: well, I I wish I did, but I've vastly no much no no moss hair, so I'm no moss, <laughs> no moss.
0: And we're gonna go back to 1985, and we, yes, we are talking about Russ Taff and his amazing album, Metals. Yes, yeah. yes, de- huge, huge. Uh, and, you know, it's the same year. That, so 1985. This is the same year as Beat the System. Unguarded. guarded. Stripers, yeah. Soldiers Under Command, White Heart Hotline. Uh, this is this is Russ's second solo release. Obviously, his, mm-hmm. his previous one was Balls of Glass. That's out of bounds, though, for us, I think. It is. It's it completely is. out of bounds. And then, although I could
2: totally see us doing that one, I I would totally yeah. be up for doing. You that might
0: one. have to. Yep. yep. And after this one, it comes to his self-titled album, which we did on a previous podcast. So we kind of, yep. kind of got it out of bounds or out of order there. Uh, that ah, was all right. Yeah, that's all right. So go back and listen to episode 20. I'm sorry, not episode 20. Episode 10.
1: Yeah, back in yeah, 10.
0: episode 10. And uh, you'll hear us talking about half When I was first introduced to half that's what I was introduced to. It's That's the first album I had of his was his self-titled. Then I went back to this one and picked up this one. And yeah. I love it. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it,
2: and it's um, that was going to be my question because you mentioned on the Russ Taff Russ Taff podcast that that was your first Russ. Mm-hmm. So i I remember I made a note of that and I immediately wanted to ask questions. So okay. that album is so different. from Yes, so Dan, what did you think when you went back to metals? What were you kind of thrown off, or what? Yep,
0: that was I was I was thrown off, but thrown off in a good way. Because they're okay. both like it's a very different stand of their own, but amazing how they do. They both work really yep. well, mm-hmm. but yeah, very different. This is a very pop rock, uh, fits right in the time 1985. I like this version of Russ a lot, just like the next mm-hmm. one. I think either one of them is good, yeah. great. And this actually goes on to uh, win a Dove Award in 1986 for Pop Contemporary Album of the Year. That's right, it sure did. So, good, good album. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening to this right now who have heard this album or at least many songs off this album.
2: Right. Do we know, um, so it won in 86. Do we know what other albums were up for Doves in that category? I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't either. Interesting to
2: know. I I don't have that information.
1: It was also nominated for a Grammy that year. Uh, I don't think it won, but it was nominated for a Grammy. Um, Wow. Okay. Very very highly decorated Christian album in '85. Yep. Um, Yeah. So yeah, after you know, of course, Russ got popular with the Imperials, and it was no surprise when he went solo. And he did Walls of Glass in '83. Yeah, which, you know, I think to the average person was like, uh, this is a typical Russ Taff solo album. If, you, you know, if you're going to hear the first Rustaff solo album after the Imperials, that's kind of what you expect, right? I mean, not really mm-hmm. any surprises. Um, had a couple of rockers on it. Of course, the big hit was We Will Stand. But then it's mm-hmm. like he went to went the studio and said, you know, I need to do something very modern, very contemporary, and that's why I think this album sounds so 80s. Went out and got J- Joseph Puig, Highly respected engineer, producer, record exec mm-hmm. um, who had worked with Phil Kagey, Sweet Comfort Band, Amy Grant, and The Secular World with Kenny Loggins and Barbara Streisand. And uh, they just went in and made a very 80s sounding album. You know, we've talked about that before. That's not a bad thing. Um, nope. Because back then it sounded cutting edge. You know, you listen to it and uh, it's just like, wow, this is just fantastic. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, I think, what made Metal's a little bit different from, we, from uh, Walls of Glass. Hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: and I think too. Um, there's just enough um, touches of kind of blue-eyed soul that ground this a little more than just a, I I don't know this. The technology, yeah, it's there, and you could definitely say, okay, this is definitely a, a Yamaha DX7, or maybe this is a some other sort of. 80 synthesizer but i don't know something about russ's voice kind of grounds it gives it a certain earthiness that i think really helps it rise above a lot of other generic 80s pop of the time so yeah hats off to russ i mean it's just with that voice it's you just can't lose
1: no not at all no nope. you know you're listening to russ that's for sure yes yeah
2: that's <laughs> for sure mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I was going to throw in here. It, it definitely has the '80s Phil Collins drum sound. Uh, if you guys, don't know yeah, you noticed about that, this, huh? Yeah, yeah. The the noise gate, you know, the where it just yep. you know, it cuts off the sound and so uh-huh. and, um yeah. So it, it, that's another thing that at the time made it very very modern. Um, that sound listening mm-hmm. back to it, it was really evident to me. You know, so uh, but yeah, very uh, very modern sound for for us. In eighty five with metals and a lot of great players, right?
0: Oh,
2: huge. Oh good grief, yes. <laughs> yeah. Dan you want to run him down yeah. real quick?
0: So well Nathan, so bass is shared by Nathan East and Neil Stubenhouse, I think I said his name right. They, yeah, yeah, they each did five songs. We got Dan Huff on uh guitar, solo guitar many times. Mm-hmm. Um Goodness, we've got Chris Eaton does some music in here. Great backup vocalist. Pauline does some the drums. I think I said his name right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Michael Landau, uh, guitars. Uh, just, yeah, fantastic group.
2: Yeah. yeah, and of course on the vocals, you've got Champlin yep. from Chicago at that time. Um, Tommy Funderburg, uh Paul Jackson Jr. is a Incredible studio guitarist at the time, so you've got him, Robbie Buchanan, James Newton Howard. Good grief! I mean, they just this. I'm sorry, Lenny Castro. As I list and Lenny Castro on percussion, yes, who's been on every album ever. So, um, just I mean, if you just had an album of white noise, Lenny Castro would be the percussionist on it. So, um, the the I, I I one of the notes I made to myself. I made very few notes. To myself on this album, just because I know every guitar lick, single <laughs> hit, and vocal nuance, right. kind of like Dave. But um, one thing I said is this has got to be the definitive West Coast AOR LA session musician yeah. sounding yes. CCM album. Definitely, ever. <laughs> this is the gold standard. Walls of Glass might be a close uh, uh, a close yeah. second, but this has got to be the most West Coast AOR, smooth, L.A. session musician-sounding uh, CCM album ever. Yeah.
1: And it was a huge hit. Yeah. It was a huge hit. Yeah, definitely. Hit. I was going to say, several of these guys actually played in the tour band. Uh, you know, James Hollihan, Lynn Nichols, and then, uh, of course, one of your favorite bassists, Jackie Street, played on this tour as well. Darren. Oh, yeah. So, just great musicians yeah. all the way around in the studio and on the road for the Metals.
2: Yeah, and speaking of on the road, Dave, yes. you and I yes. were at the same. We concert. were in
1: Wichita. <laughs> was,
2: yes, yes, and opening for him on this tour was Phil
1: Caggy. Was wow. Phil yes. Kage.
2: Kage, I think, was touring in support of "Getting Closer." Oh, getting closer. That's album, right. What, which is one of my favorite Caggy? Yeah, episodes. it's so good. But um, so yeah, Dave has a picture of the back yes. of my head. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And, and Russ Taff, yeah I think. We'll have to, and James we'll have to post, yeah, we'll
1: have to post this on the Facebook page. Po- yes,
2: <laughs> it's the Facebook page.
1: And I've got – I was on the
2: front row, so I have an incredible picture of Phil Kage jamming out. And he's probably three feet from me. Wow. It's, just, it's incredible. So we will definitely upload those to the to the Facebook by page. By the way, what
1: a fantastic bill that is. Phil Kage, Russ oh, Taff. Yeah. I mean – Either one could have Either one could so been the headliner, good. you know. I mean, it was just fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah. It was that is easily one of the best CCM concerts. Yeah, have yep. It was so yep. good.
0: So yeah. we, so we're safely, obviously saying this is a very tent pole album. Definitely. Saying, yes. Would you, yep. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting yeah. that tent. Tent album. I like yeah. that. That's good. Interesting. That, That's uh, good. So Walls of Glass comes out and it goes to number five on the U.S. Christian chart in albums. Metals went to two. Russ Taff, his follow-up, went to two. The Way Home goes to one. I mean, four amazing albums in a row. Yeah. We'll have a yeah. chance. Sure, at some point in the future. but Right. So, I think, again, a lot of people have heard so many great things from this album. All the great players, like we just talked about. The songwriting, the production, the mullet, and all that kind of thing. <laughs> and over these years, I'm thinking, how what can I look for that's different? Or what maybe can really hit me this time? So one of the best things I've listened to lately about this album is Tata Vega. Mm, yeah. In the background. Mm, background right. Background vocals. And yep. she's the one that does all these, from what I can understand what I think anyway is she's doing a lot of these background vocals and vocal stabs throughout Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. has backed up and sung with Lou Rawls, Randy Stonehill, Pat Benatar, um, Kenny Loggins on on Teller from Back to Avalon. So her vocals Mm -hmm. and Russ are just so good together. She's she's on four oh, songs here. You probably know them very well, but yeah. never, never really knew who that person was. But I think <laughs> she makes these songs so good on here Yeah. when I realize someone else. Yeah, to get back to it now and looking for something different to hear. Right. Yeah,
1: that's something that's something I yeah, noticed too. Great. Dan listening over the last few days was uh, listening to the female vocals. And you're right. I mean, she's just just compliments for us so well in these songs.
0: Mm-hmm. Particularly
1: for me, I've come too far. She sounds just great on. Yes. Get, we'll, we'll get to that later. But
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. And then great. just for some uh, context, too, on Russ's top song, 10 songs on Spotify, um, three of them are from this album. Number four is Silent Love is 170,000 plays. Not Gonna Bow mm-hmm. comes in next, 119,000, and Metal's... 115000 So those are the top three songs mm. on this album, according to huh. just listeners out there. Okay. So did you go in reverse order there? Right. Silent Love, Love was third one. and right.
2: then second and first? Oh, what? Yeah, Silent Love, okay. Not Gonna Valid in Metals, one, two, three. What, what, what were the singles off of this album at the time? Silent I Love, was, I know. Yep. I know
1: what it was one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And
0: I think How Much It Hurts, Forgot only I can't remember now. Really,
1: I can't remember what the singles were because mm. we didn't have a uh, Christian station in Wichita at the time when this was out. Mm-hmm. In fact, the the first time right. I heard any songs off of this was on uh, the top forty station that played a Sunday morning CCM show, and I heard "Silent Love," and I'm like, "Wait, that sounds like Russ." You know what? What's this from? You know, and but yeah, uh, yeah, I could tell you what the other singles were.
2: Yeah, I heard not going to bow on the same show. So I then
0: he took a picture of the back of your head. (laughs) That's That's right. That's true. He took a picture of the back of my head. I heard it. Dave
1: showed up. All right, (laughs) and Derek did not bow. (laughs) No, I did not. No. No. Yeah, did you raise your fist at the concert, Derek? You know, every time he said not going to bow and said no. Remember, remember that. Uh, I was yeah, I was 17 years old, so I'm sure I did. (laughs) No.
2: I, I said it in German. Nine? I said nine. That
0: was you doing it. I was
1: wondering where that was coming. from.
0: That was me.
1: That was me. It was totally me. Well,
0: so and, and the so the cover or the our album art. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, we have, of course, on the album cover, blue, his jacket. We got the two medals there. Big name. Open it up on the inside. Is it the inside? Of, no, it's the back. That has, is it the back that has his him with guitar? Yeah, the back. The back? Yeah. It's, it's on the back, the back of the yep.
1: insert. Back the, of the CD insert. insert. Okay. Yes. 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 It's back it of the in back of the LP.
0: And so, the good news is, yeah. unlike his next album, these songs are in sequence. Yes. One through ten. Yes, we, did, we no longer have to see the latest <laughs> right. sequence this year. <laughs> So it was a step <laughs> and, ahead. Right. Uh the inside, yep. he's got a picture of him and some gal. Is that
1: That's Tori. That is Tori. That's okay. Tori.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. I'd assume, yep. assume so yep. that's she's looking for a kiss. But yep. you know <laughs> Yep, that yep. that's Tori. So that's good. Uh, of course the CD itself is pretty plain. Like back in the day, as it was. Yep. And but that mullet is is just iconic the oh, look, epic. the smile. Yep. Fantastic. This was yep. uh, this was
1: the beginning of the Rust Mullet. It didn't, in my opinion, didn't come into total fruition until Rust Half in '87. Oh, okay. But oh, this, I agree. This yeah. is the beginning, and more. this also yeah. is the last album to feature the iconic Rust Half mustache.
2: Mm, that is also so, true. It it is gone yep, by the time '87. So,
1: down. very Miami Vice look yeah. to what he's wearing in this. Don't you guys think? I mean, this could yes. be yes. You know, yeah. Tubbs or Crockett could have been wearing the blue suit and the yellow T-shirt, <laughs> you know, yes. guitar. Except they were – no, they were Gibson oh, men. They okay. played Les Pauls, not Stratocasters
2: like Russ. <laughs> <laughs> they were totally Les Paul type of guys.
1: <laughs> nice. And I think one of them – either Crockett or Tubbs played sax. Oh, okay. So, well, they're
2: you – know, that's,
1: that's, just, that's, that's the way that goes. Here's a I got a, I got a quick yep. bit about the suit. So every yes. year I think this has been going on for maybe five years or less. Russ and Tory host a weekend at their Bell Buckle Ranch in uh, Bell Buckle Tennessee, and so I think it's like for maybe 150 200 people. You it's first come first serve. You you, uh, you reserve your spots, and you, I think it's a two day event. You go and they have live music. You can hang out with Russ and Tory. They have special musical guests. Uh, they've got like shopping and all this. So this year, because of the pandemic, that usually happens in the spring. It just happened a few weeks ago in November. And instead of bringing in a musical guest, what they did was uh, they got Russ and a band. They had an '80s night, and he did all his '80s songs from the first three albums.
0: Yes, no and Tori
1: Tori actually wow. posted a picture of the blue jacket with the medals on it from the '80s that Russ Rush was going to wear oh. that night. I'm like, wow, it's still around.
2: Wow, oh my goodness, that's yeah, so, amazing. The, yes. And the shoes, the the shoes that he's wearing there those those need to also be as yeah. part of the ensemble. Right. That, <laughs> that, they gotta have it says that. Says nothing but so, '80s right there. That's great. Yep. yep. Oh boy, does it ever in a, in all the right. best ways, it gives us all the feels. <laughs> well,
1: you guys want to dive in? Yeah, Dave, all why don't right. you lead us through it? right, first track is "Vision." This was written uh, by several people. The words by Chris Eaton, Russ, and Tory. Uh, Chrissy Grosman P- Puig, I guess that would be the producer's wife, or I'm guessing.
2: I think so. Some sort of relation. and then
1: Chris Eaton did the music. And actually, a year later, when Chris releases a solo album, um, he puts his own version of this song on it and actually titles the album um, Vision. So um, I think it's a great Uh. kickoff to the album. It comes right in. It, It sounds a lot different than Walls of Glass, very modern, very 80s. Um, and of course, Russ's vocals come in, and um, I think it, you, you just know you're in for a great listening experience. I, I love Vision; it's a great kickoff to the album. What do you guys think? Oh, completely. Yes, I love great. the deep guitars, so
0: the amazing bass riff here. Um, that's who would that yep. be on this one? That is East. Nathan East. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Nathan East. I, yep. And speaking yep. of great. Chris East's version, East. so I'm kind of. Impressed by how similar these versions are. Yeah, um, they both do a pretty darn good job, but but they're very very similar. Russ's, of course, puts yeah. it over the top because of his vocals. Right. Uh, but
2: I think so too. And, and yeah. I mean, Chris
0: Eaton's version, he tries to hit some high notes at the end, and I'm like, ooh, he probably should stay away from those. But uh, it, again, just Russ's version, just right off the top here, is fantastic. Dan Huff's guitar solo. Yep. Another amazing mm-hmm. guitar solo from him. We could do millions and millions of guitar solos by Dan Huff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <'Cause>, we though? <know. laughs> and I'm I'm so glad you said earlier, Dave, that this album iconic. And I used that same, looked up that same word. The definition of iconic uh-huh. is uh, to be of an icon. So that didn't help me much. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but then, but then i an icon. And I was like, right. okay, a person or thing regarded as representative symbol or is worthy of veneration. And I was like, wow, what's veneration? <laughs> <Right>. So I <laughs> that great respect or reverence. So I would say this song is iconic.
2: Yes, I see it, yeah. Shane. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely. Uh, you know, if I had to put together a kind of a maybe a, a box set of. Okay. Give me the 50 75 100 songs that just typify 80 This probably this song would probably be on there.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean it's just got right. everything. It's got the big Dan Huff guitar solo. It's got Russ's vocal, it's got Nathan East, it's got Paul Lyme. it's got everything. Yep. So This one, I think I would probably want to put on there. And, of
1: course, all the backing vocals, too, which we've already named. It's just an all-star cast doing backing vocals on this song, too. You know, and the the lyrics, the line that always gets me is, no more fighting for my own way, I'm yours. Um, Yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah, all-around great song. Fantastic way to kick off the album. Excellent. Then we go go to a more medium-tempo song called I'm Not Alone. Derek, what is uh, your take on this one? Um,
2: yeah, it, it, it it slows down quickly here, um, kind of goes mid-tempo, um, you know, this one, I, I was always in such a hurry to get to the third song, I, I probably skipped this one more than my fair share, um, but I did listen all the way through this time, um, I love, uh, i did love the saxophone solo by oh, larry yeah. williams that was that was great yes. um yeah it's it's a it's a typical mid-tempo west coast aor it just it has that sound nailed so it's it's great um so but you know i think i think probably back in the day i skipped
1: this one quite a bit to get to the title track yeah the third track so, yeah so. i i did the same thing you know typically Correct me if I'm wrong, that the big hits, the big songs they try to push for the hit single is usually the second cut of the album. And so I always wonder why this, it seemed like such a change of pace between Vision and Metals. You know, I almost mm-hmm. wish they would have flipped them and had Metals second to continue oh, the, you know, the, the upbeat tempo of Vision go right into Metals. I don't, I don't know, Dan, what do you think?
0: You know, I... Don't know. I think it fits pretty well. I actually labeled this one extremely iconic, for me. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, so yeah. there it is again. Extremely.
0: So there's. I have three different levels: iconic, very iconic, and extremely iconic. Okay. On this album, yeah. Okay. So this is, annoyingly <laughs> iconic. This one hits the extremely.
2: <laughs> <laughs> annoyingly, is that it's it's iconic, but I really right. Don't want That's it, a, right. okay. So that'd be there's there's okay, your fourth nice. category.
0: So some. Somebody out here on, on the interwebs put out here uh, topchristianhits.org, and they have a list from, like, going back all the way to 1970s, and and he has a oh hits of 1986, and this one comes in at number 16. Really?
1: Yeah. Is that so, But
0: What is he basing that yeah, on? I don't on? know if it's um, CC- oh, CCM Airplay Charts. Rankings obtained oh, from CCM Airplay wow. Charts. Yeah. So I'm Not Alone it ends up being number 16 in 1986. There's like four uh, songs on this album that hit these charts. And this is one of the first ones.
1: So the, Now, guess, this is AC
0: charts. Okay. I apologize. Right. AC charts,
1: too. So they did intend so, this to be the single, you know, of the album, obviously, since it did so well on radio there.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think they, they definitely huh. released it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, on this one, we have, uh, I just love saying this guy's name, Neil Steubenhouse on bass. I just wanted to point that out. Right. Neil stupid House. You know, yep. You know Dan Huff, Paul I'm all the regular uh, studio musicians. But yeah, I like the song, I like the chorus. I just have always felt like it kind of slowed down a little bit too much for me coming out of Vision. Um, but you know, it's a it's a great song, and Dan calls it a what? How what iconic? Extremely, what extremely iconic. Yeah, for me, extremely. Yeah. There you there go. You go. Okay. okay, perfect. All right, let's go to the title yep. track, "Metals." Uh, one of my favorites yeah. of the album. Dan, what do you think about "Metals"?
0: Oh, love it! Extremely, extremely awesome. <laughs> oh, there yeah. you go. Oh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> I love the iconic drum program opens up with yes. here. I got the very catchy. Yep. He has no metals, and then the keyboard stabs. So it doesn't right. have the sustained rust singing. It just he has no metals. Stop. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nathan East bass line, especially from the second verse onward, and then in the bridge. Oh my goodness. Wonderful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah.
2: It's so good. Uh, I think, I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I think Nathan's playing fretless here. I, when I was listening today, I thought that for sure that's Gary Lund. But then I looked at the credits and thought, nope, they, it's Nathan East. Yeah. So, um, it's a rare time when Gary Lund is not playing fretless on huh. a CCM albums. So <laughs> it's Nathan. So, yep. And Dave, did you crack up at the, um, at the credits down at the bottom, the last two
1: weird background vocal is that the? Uh... Ain't it funny? Yeah, ain't it funny? <laughs> yep. Is <laughs> that it's Lynn funny. Nichols?
2: Yes. That's funny. And then the crucial songwriting input. Yes. I love that one. Slate Stan Moser, Sefeg. crucial sta- Stan Moser, who uh, was at one time the head of Star Song Records. Wow. Huh? Yep. Wow. Yeah. He was the head of Star Song so i don't know what sort of quote-unquote crucial songwriting input he rendered but wow. he got a credit maybe it was
1: hey let's do the weird background vocal with lynn nichols yes. maybe that was
2: it you know <laughs> right. what this song needs it needs lynn nichols Well, that's probably it. It. And then it.
0: the other part
1: uh in the middle of the song did you guys catch the computer brains sound effect it's hidden in there no yeah, it's oh, it's hidden, it, it's no. like, it's it's got to be the same computer brains sound effect used on Beat the System. And I thought of you guys when I heard it. I'm like, I don't remember that, but it's like do 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 So, oh.
0: no. Yeah.
2: no. 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 I did not hear that. It, okay. Kevin,
1: and uh okay. you know, I think they should credit Bob Harmon right. on this somewhere. I mean, you know. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I saying. And that's right. They certainly <laughs> should. Okay, well Bob, if you're listening,
2: it's not our That's fault it. that you are not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Stan Moser's fault. Stan <laughs> <That's all> right. <laughs> Moser's fault. No. And <laughs> it's
0: written. Now, oh, it's written by uh, Jonathan Sweet and Rodney Trot. And I wasn't really familiar with these guys, huh. but I looked it up, and he, they write "Wild Geese" on the next Imperials album. On oh, the Imperial's is that album right in the, for um, 1988. Yep, "Free the Fire." Free the oh, fire. That's Free the fire. And they did wrote some stuff for Cliff Richard in the eighties, uh, but other than that, yeah. So oh. one of the most extremely, extremely iconic things from Rust Half comes from Jonathan Sweet and Rodney Trott.
1: Interesting. didn't know that. Mm. Did they write <laughs> Computer uh, yeah. Brains? No, yeah. no they, they did, did not. not do okay, that.
0: yeah. All but right. it's Me- just it's perfectly radio playable. One yes. of those songs where just so much is going on. Oh, I yeah. can listen to this over and over again and hear something different. But they all, but they all work together so well. I love how they pull again the right instrument forward at the Mm -hmm. right time, provide a great balance there, and we get our first Tata Vega background vocals. It's very subtle, but she's in here for the first time because we'll talk about her more later. And the whistling, you got to have the whistling. It was great. Yeah, that's right. Yes, Uh, (laughs) that was yes. Maybe that was the crucial. All sorts of little. Catchy hooks here, yeah.
1: yeah. I don't see a whistling credit here, so I don't know who uh, who did the whistling. You know, mm. right? Maybe it was Stan Moser.
0: I, maybe it was Bob, Bob
1: Hartman. Hartman. Yes, or Bob Hartman back um, when they didn't. Back when they didn't credit whistlers.
2: Yeah, yeah, the that's the eighties, right? Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, Then they unionized, and everything I think
1: changed. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: The the, uh, <laughs> the whistlers want uh, the gets, credit.
1: Uh, we get the credit. Metals gets three thumbs up here from the three yes. days, you know, yep. a storyline without yep, a twist. Totally. He had yep. no medals, you know, a hand that never made a fist, just great lyrics um, mm-hmm. that uh, are just timeless. All right, moving on. Not Gonna Bow. Uh, real, really the first rocker, actually one of only really two rockers on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russ and Tory wrote yeah. the words. Uh, James Newton Howard and Michael Landau wrote the music. And it's just, for me, still one of those songs I put in uh, if I want to get fired up about something, uh, it's one you could just you could just yell along with. Mm-hmm. Not going to bow. You know, the first verse deals with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and, uh, and the and the fire, and then the second verse deals with peer pressure for uh, Bobby. Bobby. Uh, yeah, it deals uh, with Bobby. Like, I always wonder if it was Bobby Brady. Yep. Who they were writing about there? So, <laughs> but uh, I don't
2: know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Bobby
1: Hartman. <laughs> Bobby Hartman <laughs> it, was, yes. it was Bobby Hartman. It's Bob Hartman. He was with uh, high school peer yes. pressure and a uh, you know, very straightforward chorus yeah. talking like about your idols. Uh, just uh, another classic. Dan, how would you rate this as far as iconic?
0: I've got this. i have got this, I'm the very iconic.
1: Very? Yeah. Okay.
0: All yeah. right. Okay. I like the sax solo here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, Larry Williams does a great job here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, all those things that you just said, thumbs up.
2: I like Mike Landau's guitar yeah. solo here too. It's a rare time that they didn't let Dan have it, they let Mike have it. But Michael Michael Landau wrote the song, so he gets the he probably got the yes. solo
1: because of that. So. Yeah, not gonna bow. But a yeah. highlight, in my opinion, of the metals album.
0: Uh we'll and again and again it's oh, the push. second most second most played song on Spotify from this album.
2: Nice. Is this one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see that's amazing yeah. to me.
1: All right. Yeah.
2: Now is this the end of side A on the vinyl Hold or on, is let me, uh, uh, I'm going to to have of take it out of its one.
1: sleeve, Derek, to a little tell me that on the. Uh, of wow. uh, a okay. nope, it's bit it's a little bit
2: of a little bit It's the the
1: next to last little okay. on side 1 Okay little right. <laughs> the of a little bit of here, little bit of a little bit Here a little Oh I,
2: yeah, I love this one. This is a this is a good one. Um, again, it's um, it's a perfect place for a slower one. Uh, unlike kind of I'm not alone coming right out of Vision. Um, just boy, when that those opening keyboards kick in again, just all the nostalgia yeah. washes over me with this with this song. And um, here I am because you love me. So that's that's. I think that's all of our, you know, testimonies. I'm I'm basically here because God right. loves me. So um yeah, this is a great one. This this one has not aged a bit. And again, this is a this is a music by Chris Eaton, a Words and Music. Uh by Chris Eaton. Russ and Tori help out on the words. So Chris Eaton again kinda involved with Russ's
1: second song. <laughs> yeah, album this here. sounds like it could be off of the Chris Eaton's album as well. Um, yes. I always the bridge for actually, sure. Part of the song, I can take it or leave it, but the time has come for me to receive it. Um Yeah, just uh, which one of my, one of my favorite tracks on metals.
0: You know? I hear this a lot yeah. on classic Christian yeah. streaming oh. stations, uh, and in the top one hundred, this comes in at number fourteen on these top one hundred songs of nineteen eighty five. Mm. Huh. So very played a lot, uh, and and I would I would label oh, wow. this extremely yeah. iconic.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Very good. <laughs> We're going to Dan a lot for the on the, show, on the field <laughs> right. ruling here.
0: After further extremely review, iconic. this is yeah.
2: extremely iconic.
0: And I, I, you know what always gets me, too, is the, uh, like you said, the, the nostalgia, those drums, when it goes, do, 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 here yeah. I am, you know, right. that hits. It's yeah. like, yep, takes you right back. Yep all of it fields. does hit right the right feels
1: so we move over to side 2 we Have the vinyl oh okay well before yeah.
2: we go to side 2 let's half-time. let's do okay. halftime cuz okay. let's do halftime because you know the question we forgot to answer at the beginning so i thought i'd wait till we flip the side on the or we're going we're going to fast forward the cassette yep. this is what we're doing we took the cassette out and we're fast forwarding to the beginning of side 2 so while all we're right. fast forwarding our cassette we're gonna look in the CCM Presents 100 say, okay. Albums and nice, Christian right. Music book, and we're gonna find out if Russ Taft's Medals is in this book. It's gotta be. So, would you? Okay, so Dan, it's what's gotta your be guess? up there.
0: Yes, sir. Okay, it, two questions. There, yes or it's no? It's gotta be in the top half.
2: Okay, you want to make a basic 22 guess where it is if it's in here? Okay. <laughs> Dave, you know, well, I, I have
1: been nothing but disappointed ago. by this book, so I'm going to guess extremely <laughs> low here. And if it is in this book, I'm going to say it's like 87. Okay, yep.
2: Okay, wow, that's, that's, that's low. Okay, so you will be, uh, to answer the first question, okay. it is in the All book, right. so it, it made the list. And it comes in oh, at nice. number yeah. 36. The album right before it is My Utmost For His Highest. At 35 and then the album right after it is bb and cc's okay. heaven all right so about this album they say the brainchild of word records executive lauren ballman i'm sorry that was my <laughs> strike that um it says one would be hard pressed to find another artist in this or any other musical genre who has reinvented themselves as many times as rust have. Metals Taft's second solo effort falls squarely between the former lead singer of the Imperials' vibe sound on his so- found on his solo debut Walls of Glass and the troubled introspective nature of his 1987 self-titled project. Certainly, with its mid '80s SoCal pop sheen, and there's yep. the you know mm-hmm. West Coast AOR nod right there. Metals' emphasis is on the production and the songs. Co-produced by Taff and Jack Joseph Puig, who got his start in engineering for Brown Bannister on Amy Grant albums, and later went on to pop success in the 90s, producing tracks for bands like Tonic, Jellyfish, and uh, Simasonic. Metal set the artistic standards of its time. On the musical side, top-notch players such as Paul Lyme, Lenny Castro, of course, Dan Huff, Mike Landau, Neil Steubenhaus, Nathan East, Tommy Thunderbird, Bill Champlin, Tato Vega all contributed greatly. Uh, Russ and his wife, Tori, wrote or co-wrote eight of the album's 10 songs. Uh, but the historical value of metals comes in the shape of having something of this quality available to the public at a time when Christian music was just starting to make headway in the mainstream. Amy Grant's mm-hmm. Unguarded was just beginning to blow up, and the genre needed a male counterpart at which we could all point and say, look over here, Christian pop <laughs> music isn't just about Amy. Metal served that purpose, and while Taff would never go on to achieve the success of a Michael W. Smith or a Stephen Curtis Chapman, this album was his most commercially rewarded. More important, more importantly, Russ Taff is one of Christian music's most distinctive and imitated vocalists, and metal wow. showcased his talent. Nice. Oh, who's a writer on that? So yeah. there you go. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, Lucas, Lucas Hendrickson yeah. wrote that. Yep very well written. So, anyway, that's that's a little Okay, and that's older. the end of the, icon, yeah, the, end of the
0: podcast. Thank you for that oh, summary. Yeah, thanks to, for listening and uh Talk to you later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, we've got more to do. The the concept, cassette, the concept for Oh, so the, and the other Five thing you've right right got it here at halftime. We got to throw
0: in is do you have your copy? And what do you have? Oh okay I'll let yep. Dave
1: start on that because so here we go Dave's I've got, got all uh, my vinyl copy which was the first uh, copy I had of this album and uh, it's uh, the, the notes are getting yellow now because it's you know from 85 but uh, mm. so I've got the vinyl I also yep. have the cassette and to, to uh, top off the trifecta I've got the compact disc as well gentlemen so nice yeah,
2: nice, nice nice.
1: I have my CD. Right here. So I have
0: I Well have I let Dan? Mr. Len take mine. Uh, I think his first name was Stowe. Mr. Oh. Uh, Stowe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's, he's Sto- from Len, there, yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Oh. Man. He's been borrowing.
2: Oh. Okay. If you're listening, repent and gives Dan yes. stuff back.
1: Oh <laughs> Alice.
2: <laughs> Time has come right. for you to give that stuff back.
0: <laughs>
2: it's sitting in a pawn shop That's near it. you.
0: All right, so we, we have the end, way. and that's the end of the halftime entertainment. Eh? Halftime, halftime's <laughs> over.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> all right, here we go. We're yep. kicking off the second half now. Uh, I've come too far is the first song, and uh, Dan, I know you wanted to talk about Tata Vega, and she shines brightly on this song, doesn't she?
0: Yes, exactly. Great Tata Vega, and background vocals all do their do their part. But a two, two, I think two minutes and three seconds in, you get. Amazing vocals with Tata saying, "You were there to rescue me." In a little while, I know you'll come for me. In the nick of time, you made a way for me. I mean, that all Mm -hmm. these little—I don't know what to call that measure—that that that cadence is really fun. This is, yeah, it is written by Roby Duke. Yeah, very. Can I say this very Roby Duke-ish? This song.
1: Yep. Right. Very (laughs) smooth. Yeah.
0: Yep. Mm
2: Yeah, love Roby Duke. good. Yep. do a just, great yep. job
0: just going back and forth with, with Russ on the lead there. Uh, never going to turn. It means too much. Never going to turn. I mean, all the different cadences they do in here, just so fun, playful, catchy. Right, yeah. Um, and that, that there's a high note oh, yeah. that somebody hits just before the amazing Dan Huff solo. I don't know. It's got to be, right? Yeah. That's so, got to be. So, yeah, yep i me that. shivers every time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I found myself the other day in the car when I was at the CD playing, moving around to this. It's got a very fun R&B feel to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, just the back and forth between Russ and Tata Vega on this song is just, uh, you know, just amazing. You know, like you said, all the little nuances that you can sing along with. Uh, well, uh, try to sing along with, in my case.
0: Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. What do you think, Derek?
2: Oh, love it. And this has got my favorite Dan Huff oh, solo yeah. of, on the album. So, yeah, this is so good. I, I love this. And um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to do a little bit of a of a Google dig on this. You know, the background vocals are uh, Tata Vega and Tommy Funderburk and Carmen Twitty, who I mm, believe is really? related to Conway Twitty. Huh. I think there's a relation there. So, again... Um I could be way off on that, but I think if I remember correctly, that's that's uh, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. the that's the relation there. But yeah, this has my favorite uh Dan Huff guitar solo on this song for sure. And they're in the credits, that's
1: um so the scat is credited indeed to Tada Vega. She's the she does the scat, so mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I love how I love how specific they got with that's the credits great. on this album, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: fantastic. Yes. <laughs> well, you know that's why we get crucial uh, yes, right, songwriting. Right. Input
0: Thanks to Stan Moser. <laughs> uh, although they still, although they still miss that whistling. Credit. Yeah, thank you, Stan. Oh, we, yeah. yeah,
2: but they did the credits, again. They the Whistler sure stayed they unionized before right. this
0: album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so on at all? I put this. I put this one in the very iconic, only because it's I don't very... see it charting anywhere, and it don't really see it in the top plays on Spotify, but one of my favorites.
1: Yeah. Same mm. here. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I yep. love the next one. Yeah. As I said earlier, this was the first song of the album I heard um, on the radio. I heard it all actually. And um, of course news Russ immediately. And it just sounded so modern at the time. Um, how I love how the drums fade in and it just, it's a definitely a radio sounding song. Um, Got a lot of airplay, and uh, just uh, it's still one that I think he, he doesn't do a lot of concerts. But I've seen videos on YouTube, of like over the last couple of years when he has sung. He still does this song live quite a bit, so it's one that's uh, for us, even you know. Anyway, stood the test of time, and uh, uh, just a great ballad off of this album.
2: Yeah, this is this is so good, and I think I remember at one time back in the days of. Um, those accompaniment tapes that you'd sing in church with no, uh, right, you know, with no vocal. Oh, on yeah. it. <laughs> I think Thanks, I sang yeah. this contract- sure. one time, so <laughs> <laughs> much hey. to my embarrassment. Yeah. Kudos. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, it, it it's still, I mean, it's, thank, right. <laughs> thank God there's no recordings of that. Um, so, um, but yeah, that was, um, I just loved this one, and um again, I think these are some of the best lyrics on the album. you knew my days oh. were first to last before a single one had passed um so yeah it's it's this is a this is a great this one uh, so this one dear, this all is all a great it. song. It's
0: extremely very iconic it's it, uh, yes wow oh it extremely hits four very in nineteen eighty five Christian hits most played. And it's the for, number one most played on Spotify from this album by a long shot. So a lo- lot of people listen to this one.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. You might think about adding a ridiculously iconic category.
0: Yeah, yes. For this, for this song. Yes. You know,
1: That's a good word for it. Yes. Like ridiculous speed, ridiculously iconic.
0: <laughs> yes. Do
2: you guys think... Um, I see that the words are Russ right. and Tory right. a- amongst other people. Um, this song, to me, kind of points a little bit forward toward stuff he would take up on the next album. The more I'm struggling, um, uh, yeah. introspective. Al, um, and I'm thinking a, a specifically of the second verse. My deepest hopes and fears are known. No private thought mm-hmm. can't be sh- can't be shown. And every wounded place I see is drawing me to you, and you to me. You know, I think we would see one album later that a lot of these lyrics were probably yeah. Russ talking about Russ, right? Not maybe about somebody else. So I think he pulls the veil back a little bit here and. Well, again, we wouldn't know that for one more album, but I think um, I think that this was very. Or it, it was a little more uh, yes, autobiographical. It,
1: interesting. I never I thought about to. that. Thought about it that way, but definitely, just looking at the lyrics, I could see that. Uh, maybe because the you know the music sounds so different, I've never thought about it. You know, going to the next album, which is completely different. But yeah, it's a good point, Derek. I mean, look at these lyrics, and they seem very introspective and he's you know calling out for help and
0: um, yeah so that's interesting well and he he gives that famous rust right. heart cry vocal on the bridge where he's you know and forever yeah. my lord my heart belongs to you for mm-hmm. i need that see you to love and extends that out yeah little shades of what's to come right yep
2: and I'll have more to mm. say on that topic when we get to a later mm. song, but I think here's one of the first examples we see of kind of a, this is more autobiographical
1: than you know. Right. And we can All right. see it. Interesting. In Let's move on to how much it hurts. Dan, what do you think about this song of metals?
0: Great song. Uh, second least most played song in this album. Silent, Silent Love actually has four times the plays of this song. mm mm-hmm. But oh, written by Chris Eaton, I would say another wow. very Chris Eaton-ish song as well. But I I don't have any song in here that I skip. I love them all. This is good. Yeah, uh, Lenny Castro, Neil Steubenhouse does a great job on the bass. Again, we got Dan Huff on the guitar. It just all works together. I like the placement of it on the on the last here, right after "Silent Love." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, yeah, I, I, call it, I, I call it iconic. Yeah. Okay.
1: Iconic. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it fits okay. well here between Silent Love and Rock Solid, and uh, Neil Stubhouse's bass is a highlight. I think for me, listening back to it, it's uh, got a good groove to it. You could dance to it, and no, I'm just kidding, especially the <laughs> Baptist. There'll be no dancing. But uh, <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, this is another yeah, no track that um, I, I don't skip. Derek, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I I, I kind of do skip it. Um, it's I, I didn't skip it. I listened all the way through this this you know preparing for this episode. Um, I'm always a big fan of the seventh track, which is "Silent yeah. Love," being a power ballad. I, I'm all I always think that's a sweet spot on like a ten or eleven track album to make track right. seven kind of a powerful ballad, which this one had in "Silent Love," and I wish. I I wish it was a stronger song to follow it up. So this one, yeah, I I just, it didn't do much for me. So again, this was one I skipped back in the day to get right to rock solid because I wanted to hear rock solid. Um, So, and I found myself kind of tuning out again this time. So I didn't have much on how (laughs) it hurts. It it hurts me to say that, but uh, that's, um, yeah. So I think if I were to have this disc in regular a rotation in my cd player or yeah. spotify or apple music that's probably be one okay again i would well let's go, go, go to, rock to, get to rock solid Derek,
1: let's do it what do you think
2: the let's do let's do yeah oh <laughs> this was back in the day of course i was a guitar player so this that opening riff is just so good and Dan Huff's solo here is is amazing. You've got the Tata yes. Vega uh, scat singing after the solos. Yep. Yeah, oh, it's, it's it got everything. And live, this song just killed. I mean, I, <laughs> I I remember waiting for this song at the concert, and so that when that guitar riff started, I was so excited. Um, yeah, this was a great one, and I I don't. I don't, did, did Russ, do you suppose Russ did this song when they did that? Uh, well, I don't know.
1: Um, I, I wouldn't think so, but who knows? You know, I know he's uh, not going to bow. I know he did not bow. I saw somebody take a picture and talk about it, but rock solid. Yeah. I just don't know.
2: Yeah. I just don't know if he still has the pipes to pull this one off. Um, but boy, back then it was it was spot on and it was great. It was a super. Yeah, it was just such a great late in the it's show. It's a shredder, Dan rocker. It was just uh, yes. A, well,
0: I'm sure like a lot of it is of this podcast. You've probably heard this song many, many times. And yes, I've grown to appreciate the guitar solo, the bass, and everything else about it. The drums and everything. Again, what I was looking for that was different. What stood out to me was Tata Vega right at three three ten we get this amazing vocal from Tata. yep yeah uh, i hope i'm pronouncing your name right by the way yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> okay. you're right uh but i, I think, think it is when i listen back yep. to it again over the years here and i'm looking for listening for something different it's one of the best things about this song too
1: yeah i just i love the what when everything yeah, kicks green. out but the drums and the yeah. bass and tata starts humming and singing and Yeah, it's just Mm -hmm. uh, it's one you got to turn up and shake the walls when you listen to it. Yes, rock solid. Yeah,
2: and I I think this song too. um, I I, I'm always I'm always kind of I don't know what the word is. I'm, I'm always it always makes me smile when a song that I loved as a kid from this era. Has a lyric yeah. that has stuck with me to this day, and one of the lyric and the, and there's there's some, but not not probably less than I would think. But one of the one of the lyrics that stuck with me to this day is,
1: um, oh, "Don't you yeah. find
2: indecision tiring?"
1: It is. That's yeah. such
2: a great lyric, especially especially for such a skeptical, yep. cynic age like the one that we live in. Um, right, and it's followed don't by. Don't you find like, indecision tiring? Of <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's. I think that's. You know, that's the spirit right. of the stage. Mm-hmm. I'm just exhausted because of all the indecision. It is. So, that's a great lyric, and so,
1: that, the, is always, uh, the that has always stuck from, with me. A highlight for me from Walls of Glass so. was a song called "Inside Look." And I've always thought "Rock Solid" could be like "Inside Look" part two. I mean, they sound very, very similar, and it's uh, the song. Oh, yeah! Just rock out, you know. And um, yeah, this is a this is a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. So then we finish out the album yeah, with for sure. uh, "God Only Knows," um, a slow song to, to finish out the album, and a, just a beautiful song. Uh, Dan, what's your take on it?
0: So, a couple of. Things to point out here before is it is the least played song on this album on Spotify, but in the top, but it is in the top 100, which is crazy, number 15. Really? So it got a lot of, yeah, a lot of ready airplane. Really? 15? So very iconic, heartfelt lyrics. I love the, I mean, it's a really low vocal for the first almost minute and a half. And then you get that first God only knows and Mm -hmm. just kicks it up. And then it just settles back down again, get that heartfelt conversation feel between friends. And again, Tata Vega here, vocals echoing Russ and kick, yeah. kicking it kicking it up about two and a half, 240. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she returns again to kind of end the song in four minutes. Uh, love it. Good way to end the album.
1: Yeah, and just and really deep lyrics yeah. on this one. Yes. Like, thank yeah. you, Yeah. Yes,
2: for sure. And I I think um, I think this is the other song that was more autobiographical right. than we knew. Now, it was not written by Russ or Tory. It was written by Pam Mark Hall. Um, but yeah. I can see how this lyric really cut Russ, especially um, God only knows what lies below, what sin is buried there. God only knows yeah. what doesn't show what you refuse to share. And I I that's it's so interesting that this is the last song on this album, and the next thing <laughs> right. that we got from <laughs> yeah. us is exactly, yeah. all that can shake mm. is gonna shake. Yeah. So everything he's got buried, he's gonna right. expose on yep. that 1987 album. So I this has gotta be when he heard this song, I've gotta think there was some boy this yeah. and then you know really towards the home, end of the song. You know, sort of uh, thing.
1: I'm not casting stones. I just wonder what you're holding in. He could very well have been talking about what am I holding in and what you know. And like you said, the next album he lets it out and lets you know that he's, you know, been going through some things and struggling. But yeah, I thought of the same thing listening back to this song and how it ends the album. And knowing what's to come on uh, Rust Half, so yeah, great. That runs uh, out, right. That's a
0: 35th anniversary of this album. That's, well, 30, 35 years, yeah. Crazy! Oh goodness! Wow! <laughs> Time to go. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I right. officially feel old. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Debbie and Dan Downer. Well, yeah, this uh, is a joy, guys. Uh,
1: this is our third album we've done from '85, and uh that just tells you what kind of a what a year that was for CCM. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. There,
2: I think you yeah. know
1: we we've
2: skipped some that we could have done, so we could easily have done more. That's right. well, who's to say we won't? Who's to
1: say we won't go back and catch So, it. if you haven't heard metals, there's your homework. Sure. Listen to it, and if you have heard it, rediscover it. It's a, it's a highlight, a tentpole, yeah. as Dan would say in CCM. Yep. Yeah.
0: And start with the, start with the iconic ones. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yes. That's right.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes, and the whistling solo.
1: Yes. <laughs> Learn the whistling funny. solo for your yes. very self.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <good stuff. laughs> oh man, well, thanks for looking back on that and just wrapping this up. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe and go do some homework, listen to some great music. And thank you from Dan, Derek, Dave. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.